Hello and welcome to Reaccess Podcast. My name is Sasha. And I'm Anna, and we are hosts of today's episode titled Pop Culture, From Guilty Pleasure to Learner's Treasure. We want to remind you about the main idea of Reaccess Podcast. We are part of a fun learning community. Access unites people who are passionate about learning and speaking English, and we want to make sure that you can speak English and have some fun too. Stay tuned for the second half of the episode, because in the end we'll announce some astonishing opportunities and resources. And this episode is called Pop Culture from Guilty Pleasure to Learner's Treasure, because it's about the role of pop culture in learning and teaching English. Does pop culture help the educational process and have a negative effect on it? Today we hope to provide you with the answers to these questions. And now the stage is free for our incredible interview team. Alex and Wiki. They had a chance to talk to a couple of native speakers to cover today's topic. Let's listen in. Um, hello, everyone. This is Alex speaking, and uh, this episode's topic is pop culture. Guilty pleasures for learner's treasure. And today we have an amazing guest, Sierra Hartman. She is uh, our virtual English language fellow. Hello, Sierra. How are you? Hi, Alex. Thank you so much for having me today. Thank you for, for being with us. And um, as I said, um, uh, we will be talking a little bit about pop culture and how it can help you learn English. And um, I guess I'm mostly interested in what you think about pop culture in general. Like, does it have more positive or negative sides like on our life? What do you think? Yeah. So when I think about pop culture, I think it's important to know that it's popular culture, right? So it's what's popular in our society and in our lives. I love it. You know, it could be TV, music, how we communicate, uh, celebrities that we follow, or even trends. So there are definitely positives and negatives to pop culture. Um, just because something is popular in a society doesn't mean it's great. But um, yeah. I think that we will always have pop culture, you know, it's, it's so ingrained. And now, especially with social media and technology, it's so available to everyone that we're able to share our culture a lot more now. So, but I think it's entertainment. So I think it's really positive in a lot of ways. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. And uh, like nowadays, there are truly like a lot of celebrities and like a lot of trends that we mm -hmm. try to follow. Uh, and uh, I really think that uh, pop culture seems to be very big in the United States. Like, is it really this way? Like, is pop culture a huge part of the United States? Yes, I think it is. And I think maybe that's just part of our capitalistic nature, just the idea of more and more and more and, you know, entertainment. Um, but I think that also social media, I think of TikTok and just mm -hmm. how we can so easily exchange information now. Um, but I think in the U.S. it's definitely huge. Uh, you think of Kim Kardashian, Beyonce, yes. uh, and it's all at your fingertips on smartphones now. So I think it's becoming even more prevalent. I uh, I totally agree and uh, about both Beyonce and Kim Kardashian like <laughs> yes for sure <laughs> but uh, yeah and um, at the same time there's like always you know like pop culture and um, there is always you know something 
sort of more intellectual, like more sophisticated, you know, like mm -hmm. art, literature, like music, like classical music. Mm -hmm. And um, like, uh, are they equally important to you? I mean, like pop culture and, you know, like that other part of culture. Yeah, that's a hard question. Um, I feel like they both have their roles, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. I think pop culture can be criticized because, you know, it feels kind of surface level. But I think it's really important in creating togetherness and a sense of community a lot of times. Um, mm -hmm. And unlike, you know, these great works of literature, it's a little bit more accessible and easy to to see and to do. Um, but obviously, the sophisticated elements of culture are very important, but I don't think it's really against each other. I think that they can almost be segues to each other. Um, like, for example, I always look on TikTok to find new book recommendations and to learn about wow. literature in other countries. So I don't think that they have to be against each other. I think they're both important parts of, of our culture. Yeah, I I I agree uh, with you like one hundred percent, and I think uh, pop culture is um, it is important, especially when you uh, when you try to learn a foreign language and like English mm -hmm. in uh, in particular. Uh, but um, what's your opinion on pop culture and learning English? Like, what's more important, you know, the cultural things or grammar and vocabulary? Yeah. Uh... I guess my perspective is that culture and pop culture is so ingrained in our language now and even aspects of our language that even if you don't try to include it, you're going to accidentally learn some, right? Uh, to learn yep. conversational English, you're going to learn some pop culture even accidentally. And I think it is helpful if you kind of embrace pop culture in some ways because it's a great way to learn you know, more conversational English and even, you know, how people talk to each other in, in English. So I think it is helpful in developing English skills. Yeah. And uh, it, it is truly like, it, I think it kind of like keeps you motivated as well. Mm -hmm. Like uh, when you, when you get to understand what those songs are about, you know, that, that you listen to every day mm -hmm. and uh, it's a big part of pop culture too. And um, another question, since we've uh, mentioned uh, the importance uh, and the importance of pop culture in learning uh, English, like, um, do you maybe like have any recommendations for our listeners uh, on pop culture uh, elements that can help them to learn and understand English a little bit better? Like books, recommendations, like TV shows, tweets, like anything. Yeah, and this is such a, a big question because there's so many different resources out there. Um, but I guess my advice would probably be to just find something that you're interested in. Because if you can find your little niche of interest, then it's going to be so much easier for you to pay attention and to learn. That being said, I am a little biased and I can give a couple of recommendations. Um, I prefer sitcoms, TV shows uh, to help with uh, learning English. And Alex, you are, you're going to love this one because okay. I, have, I have four <laughs> sitcoms. Already. Yes, I have four that I want to recommend. 
I'm from Wisconsin in the U.S., so that 70s show is a great TV show. Mm -hmm. Seinfeld, The Simpsons is a cartoon, but it's very funny and simple. And Friends, which is Alex's favorite. Of all time. Yes. Yes. I... uh... To this day, I think it's the best TV show ever, and uh, I cannot highlight this enough. (laughs) (laughs) But I think that these shows are great because they're usually short, the language is simple, the premises is very simple, and it's kind of funny, so it keeps your attention. Yeah, that's my recommendation. Wow, I should definitely check them out. Um, Well, um, thank you, Sierra. Thank you for, for your recommendations. And uh, yeah, we should definitely um, look at pop culture at a little bit of a different angle. Mm-hmm. So it's not just uh, the celebrities and trends that we try to follow, but also like our everyday life that is equally as important as our culture in general. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, Alex. Hi. Yeah, hello. Hello, Hello, everyone. Hello, our dear listeners. Uh, Vicky on the microphone, and today we have a great guest. Mary, can you introduce yourself? Absolutely. Um, I'm so happy to be here. My name is Mary Catherine Bamer, and I am a virtual specialist with Relo Moscow, and my background is really working with technology and working with TESOL and seeing how these two things intersect. Wow, so cool. Uh, uh, your your job sounds really interesting. And today we are going to discuss learning and culture. My first question is, what do you think is the role of pop culture in American society? You know, that's a great question. Um, and I would say... Pop culture is kind of, the role of pop culture in America really changes very quickly um, because like pop culture is just like, it's popular, right? It's it's whatever is kind of the now focus. Um, but I will say the role of pop culture hasn't really changed. You know, we're still excited about celebrities. We're still excited about um, TV shows. Uh, we're still excited about you know, different types of food. Um, What has changed is kind of how we access that. Um, So with social media, we have a lot more kind of like, I would say, like pop culture moments that are arising because of social media, you know, so you'll have influencers who are sharing things that they bought and they're becoming famous just because they have a social media presence. Um, You're having... Uh, challenges on social media where people are trying to get exposure. Um, And so really kind of the way that we engage with pop culture, I would say, has changed a lot. We're still interested in a lot of the same things, but now anybody can really be a consumer or producer of social media content. um, And that really affects what's kind of in the orbit of pop culture and then also how people find out about what's in the orbit of pop culture. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Uh, I like your opinion that everyone can be consumer and produce over pop culture. That sounds really cool. And how important is pop culture in learning a foreign language? What do you think? I would say it's a really great motivational tool. 
So, you know, you can, if you're using social media, you can get a lot of bite-sized chunks of language um, and you can get pictures or videos that go with it. And that, that sort of provides us automatic informal support um, for you when you're trying to improve your language. And it, it really leads to a lot of self-directed learning because you're motivated to seek out and engage with that content. Um, I remember years ago, I was living in Russia, learning Russian. And one of the things that I did was I would go to the magazine kiosk around the corner from my apartment once a week, and I would buy a trashy celebrity magazine that would tell me all about what Philippe Kirchhoff is up to or, <laughs> you know, like um, <laughs> Russian celebrity. Yes, exactly. Um, and, and you know, like it was really motivating and engaging. Um, and it was not, it wasn't like highbrow Russian literature and it was accessible because there were pictures and it was interesting because I knew there was some kind of drama involved. Um, and so I just remember that moment for me and I, I know for the learners I've worked with, social media is really, it's motivating in itself. And then if you think about how that connects to a lot more self-directed learning, um, it's really a powerful tool for those more informal learning moments. Maybe not in a formal classroom, but for informal learning, it's an amazing tool. By the way, I remember that you watched some Russian series. Can you share with listeners, please? Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> uh, so when I lived in Russia, um, especially when I first lived there, I started speaking Russian. Um, I thought my Russian was great. It was not great. Uh, <laughs> nobody understood me. And I was terrified. And I, I didn't talk for like two months. And I watched a lot of Russian TV during that time. Um, I watched Dom Dva, uh, which I still do not understand what that show is about. I just remember <laughs> that uh, people people fought a lot. That was my language level at the time. Um, and then I, I also watched um, Papanidochki uh, and Ranietki. And it was great because, again, it sort of, it, it lowers the effective filter, you know? Like, if you know you're not dealing with something highbrow and super academic, then you can let your guard down a little bit and you can pick up a lot more language when like that language ego isn't quite as much of a factor. Um, so I watched those and I, you know, I really loved those shows. Um, and I still, I still listen to the Ranyetsky soundtrack every once in a while. I'm not ashamed. Um, now the world knows this, <laughs> but it's, it's helpful and it's powerful. And I think we have to kind of like let our guards down if we're going to be effective teachers and, and effective learners. We we have to, you know, give those opportunities to engage with pop culture content um, and just kind of let people enjoy that exposure to the language for what it is. Mm -hmm. uh, you uh, told us that this method is quite powerful, yeah? but. Um... What about detrimental side of such education? What do you think? Uh, Can no, it think... be harmful for our learning of English or whatever? So I would say just like anything, it's it's not a 100% solution. No teaching method is. Um, so I would say not really detrimental, but things to take into consideration are 
things like fake news, um, you know, making sure that learners know that content that they're ac accessing that is like pop culture focused is going to, you know, maybe maybe it's not by a super verified source. Um, maybe it has a lot of bias. Maybe it's sensationalism and it's distracting you from kind of more important things that you could be focusing on. So I would say like media literacy skills are really important if you are, you know, using pop culture in your classroom, um, especially pop culture connected to social media. I would say make sure your learners know, know what they're looking at and the medium they're looking at and some of the implications of that. Um, and I would say also it can be really easy to pick up language from pop culture and not really understand its connotations. That That's something that, you know, if teachers are working with their learners in, in kind of being self-directed and using pop culture to learn, they should also be working with them to make sure they understand the connotations of language. Um, and pop culture can be a great tool with that. But I remember living in, in Russia when I first lived there in Moscow, and I had a host mom um, who was a babushka, and she would say things like gospody and, <laughs> and um, <laughs> kashmar. And like, you know, and I, I would pick up I would pick up a lot of her language um, and and kind of talked a little bit like <laughs> like I was, um, you know, a 75 year old Russian woman when I was first learning Russian because I didn't understand the difference. Um, I didn't understand the connotations and I didn't understand that this is kind of like language that tends to be connected to, you know, um, like this kind of microculture. And so I think the awareness is a big part of it, but I think that that's an opportunity um, rather than something to be worried about. Um, it's an opportunity to give your learners more skills, um, more skills for engaging with media um, and developing media literacy skills. And it's an opportunity to look at connotation and and the role that connotation plays um, with different types of language forms and, and different microcultures. As a teacher, I really support your opinion because, yeah, uh, the main uh, recommendation is to be cautious and to double check. Yeah, yes. really. <laughs> yeah. And the last question for our interview, uh, can you recommend some pop culture element that could be useful for learning, for learning English? I would say really the best way to learn with pop culture is the way that motivates you. Um, and I think I think social media in particular provides so many choices um, for individuals and learners are individuals. Um, yes, they're learners of English, but before all of that, they're humans with their own likes and interests. And I would say helping them to recognize the power that technology gives you to, you know, connect informally and in a self-directed way in your learning is is a really powerful thing. Um, so I would say my best advice would be empower your students, um, show them what their opportunities are, and then, you know, make sure they know everything they need to know going into it, especially in terms of media literacy. You have awesome opinion, really. Uh, I, <laughs> I agree 100% with you, really, <laughs> the teacher. And Mary, thank you very much for coming. Uh, it was a, a big pleasure to have an interview with you.
The the feeling is so mutual. Um, I'm so happy to be part of this podcast. Um, I think that you guys are doing really, really amazing work. Um, and uh, thank you so much for having me on. And now, as we promised at the beginning of our Reaccess podcast, it's time to find out about the opportunities you might have with the Access community. Meet our wonderful Elena from the social team. Hi, I'm here to present to you some exciting opportunities for networking and improving your language skills. Integrating fresh approaches into English learning can lead to inspiring insights, as we discussed today using the example of pop culture. Edupreneurship or applying entrepreneurial thinking in education is another great tool to bring into the classroom. You can learn more about the upcoming webinar series with the title Entrepreneurship and English Teaching on social media of the Regional English Language Office Russia. On a different note, we want to send greetings to those who were born in March. I hope you have a great birthday month. If you'd like to see personal congratulatory posts, be the first to learn about a new episode and discover exclusive educational programs, we'd be happy to welcome you in our VK community. You'll find the link in the podcast page. Don't be shy to reach out to us. So thanks again to Alex and Vicky for the interviews and to Elena for the social part and of course to our guests for providing their exciting experience. And feel free to share with us how pop culture influenced your learning in the comments. If you want to share your story with the world, you can become our guest next time. So don't hesitate to contact us. And you're welcome to do the usual stuff like subscribe, follow. Your hosts of today's episode, Sasha and Anna, say bye to you. See you in two weeks when the next episode of Free Access Podcast is available. Our next topic for discussion will be what feeds us. Goodbye! Goodbye.